0: and amen and amen now as we as we began to to prepare and going into first kings chapter number 19 <clears throat> and this is one of the reasons i didn't fully understand why god said what he said until this morning i knew god says i want you to deliver this word i don't want you to hold back i need you to do it now and so this morning as i was <coughs> i was sitting and i was meditating and and for whatever reason, I went to, to the um, weather station. I went to the Weather Channel. Uh, there it was revealed that we're in, a, we're in the process of receiving possibly three more hurricanes back to back. Okay? Now, Hosea, is, 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 as they're projecting, you know God's ways is not like man's ways. Man can say one thing, and God will do like he did with armor. He will take it to a different course. So even though they have projected something, they are saying they're not sure how the course is going to change. What it is revealing that it will start back off in North Carolina where it stopped off at in, w- in Wilmington, and it will go all the way up, including New Jersey and New York in those areas. They're talking about flooding and a lot of rain. But then as they, they, they sh- reveal that, they show that, and, of course, you know, as I think Dr. Mell had posted on his Facebook page about Hosea, uh, meaning uh, uh, warlike or goddess. Uh, I have to go back and really look at that. But, but when he looked, when he, they continued, they began to talk about Lee. Now, Lee means a, a place of refuge, a shelter. That's that other hurricane that's coming. And it, it is already stirring in, in the waters. It's already stirring in the waters. They're thinking that it's going to come so far, but it's going to go back out, but they're not sure because of the uncertainty. Nobody knows the ways of God. Amen? Because the Bible says the ways of God is beyond finding out. But the next thing that they showed that they were concerned about, and this will, will take us to our text in, in First Kings chapter 19, is the Hurricane Maria which is coming as well, but they are forecasting that Maria will be even that much greater in magnitude than Armour. And the sad part is it's going the same pathway that Armour took. So I took up the liberty to see what the meaning of the name Maria meant. So that name Maria means a challenge to itself, competitive. In other words, it's like I'm going to compete against Irma, what you just had, okay? And then when I went a little bit deeper, then it said the word Maria meant nightmare. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm at a place now, I'm like, okay, God, uh, what we're about to see, it, uh, what's coming our way, is it going to be a nightmare, a whole lot worse than what's already taken place? Now, let's go to 1 Kings chapter number 19 then we will understand why God is allowing things to happen the way that it is happening. We will understand that. Amen? First Kings chapter number 19. All right, verse number 1, and I want us to move from, from the natural thinking, and I want to mo- move into that spiritual realm. Amen? Now, First Kings chapter number 19, looking at verse number 1. It says, and Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and withal how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Now, we need to understand what some of these names mean. And the title of the message is a time of refreshing, a time of refreshing. Now, I want to give you some things that God gave me through this week, and now I fully understand why there's a time of refreshing right now. Now, God says this. It says, Ahab told Jezebel. Now, the word Ahab means our rulings, ruling will or is man's uh, uh, false intellect. You know, in other words, man's self-will. Now, man's self-will is speaking to Jezebel now jezebel means chase it means pure but it also means untouchable it's that animal type uh, uh, spirit within our soul it is that unbridled uh passion and desire that mankind has on the inside so when when our ruling spirit teams up with our unbridled passions and desires it will come against the spirit of Elijah within us, which means uh, the I am, the God. It's coming against the God that's on the inside. Amen? Uh, do we do we understand that? That unbridled spirit, I mean that desire, teams up with, with that self-willed spirit, and it will fight against the spirit of God that's on the inside of us. Amen? Then the Bible goes on to say this. He says, um, uh, how he had slain all the prophets with the sword verse number two then jezebel watch this close that's this unbridled uh, passion or unbridled desire this, this this out of control thank you holy spirit this out of control spirit now then jezebel sent a messenger unto elijah how many know that that we have two spirits on the in, that dwells on the inside of us and one talks to the other. Amen. One is good, one is bad. Amen. He said he sends a message, messenger, unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them, by tomorrow about this time. Verse three. And when he saw that, and when he saw that. He arose, and he went for his life, and he came to Beersheba, which belonged to Judah, and he left his servant there. Now, what does all of that mean? Now, can you imagine? Now, the enemy has spoken, but he said when he saw it, a, a messenger comes, a, a, a voice that we will have in our head sometimes. It would speak to us, and it will cause us to get on the run. Now, this is something God says to me. He says, after your greatest victory, the voice of the enemy will be echoed. In other words, the voice of the enemy will roar. So whenever you're successful and you've got a victory, you can expect the enemy to, to cause his voice to be even that much louder. Amen. That's what you're hearing. You're hearing the enemy's voice. Anybody been there? It's it's always, I didn't say after every battle, because we don't win every battle. Anybody lost some battles? Amen. But after the battles that you are victorious in, the enemy comes in and he speaks that much louder because he wants to put you on the run. Because he knows your destiny. He knows what God has called for you to do. So he's going to echo. I and mean, It's, it's going to be so, so, such a sound, a, such a roar that it will put one up on a run. Now, watch what happens now when what, what happens, what Elijah does, or sometimes what that spirit within us, that I am spirit within us does. Now, verse number three says, and when he saw, I mean, the me- it was just a message. How can you see a message? How can you see a message? But it was the voice of the enemy was so clear and so loud within that it was literally like you were, you were there. That's just like being in the dream at night when, you, when you're asleep, and all of a sudden you, you're dreaming, and you wake up, and you really think that you're actually in the dream. And you go, when you wake up, you're like, wow, I, I'm glad I'm not there. Amen. So that's how it is sometimes when the enemy speaks. It's always after you have your victory. That is what you got to remember. After you have your victory, the enemy speaks that much louder. He, he soars, he roars, amen? He roars. Now, then the Bible says this in verse number 3. And when he saw that, he arose. He gets up and leaves. And he went for his life, and he came to Bathsheba. Now, the name Beersheba means a reservoir of life or a well of fulfillment. Whenever the enemy puts you on a run, we've got to remember we have to get up from the state that we're in and we need to go to that place called Beersheba, a place where there is fresh water, the the, the things that we need. Amen? So so what happens here is he gets to that place and it's also a, a well of fulfillment. See, you've been drained. Whenever you begin to run from the enemy and you have been in battle and you're victorious, you wore out. Amen. I know whenever I go into in battle against the enemy and I'm victorious, I am completely wore out. So I need some rest. See, most problems with, with most people is after every battle and they're so successful, they don't take time to celebrate that victory and rest. They're ready for the next battle. Well, you're not really ready for the, the, the next battle because you have to reju- rejuvenate yourself. you got to get more of the Word of God on the inside. Amen? Have you ever, you know, take off running, oh, oh I'm, I've got it going on, and you get there and you're you out, you out of energy? Amen. You know, you just, what happened? You know, you're drained, and you, you, you can't fight as well. So that's because we have not really laid down, took time, and rest with the Lord, and received the Word of God. Amen? Now, we're going to get there, how, what we said in the beginning, how it's going to connect. Amen? So right now, with everything going on, everything that has happened, with all the hurricanes that has taken place, everybody's busy, right? Everybody, everybody's busy doing something. Everybody is busy doing something. Amen? But nobody seems to be taking the time to get themselves filled With the Word of God. Amen. We've got to be filled with the Word of God. It is so important that we take time. It's like... As people talked about how they prayed and how they uh, turned away and, and, and things weren't nearly as bad or uh, how they had prayed and for the storm to leave Florida and not even go, well, I don't know who they were praying to, but it, it didn't happen that way. Amen? And the reason why is because God is trying to get our attention. There's not a, a time of repentance. I mean, true repentance. You know, Dr. Manley pre- uh, uh, ministered on Wednesday night, and he talked about amending your ways and your doings. And what will happen if we didn't amend our ways and our doings? He said the Father would cast us out of His sight. So if you if you put your ear uh, uh, not only to the to the voice of God, but listen to see what mankind is saying. Nobody's, uh, they're, they're glad the storm is over, but they're still talking about their stuff. They're still talking about their losses, amen, yeah? and, and and not being grateful and thankful that, that not merely li- many lives has been lost, amen, just a few, but... They're still uh, looking at, I've got to get my stuff. I'm going to rebuild. We're going to do this, and we're going to do this. But the thing is, how many have really turned and began to examine their ways to see whether or not we are out of line? Not only is our nation out of line with God, but the whole global world is out of line with God. Amen? Can I get an amen on that? Amen? But we're talking about a time of refreshing. He goes there now, and, and he's at this place. So he said, I need to rest. Right now, rather than getting real, real busy, 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 we need to sit down and allow the Lord to pour into us because what's coming is even greater than what we've already had. And even after that, something else is coming. We've never been in a place where we've had back-to-back, back-to-back hurricanes. Have we? Have anybody ever experienced that? So that let me know something is going on creation is crying out amen now going back to first Kings chapter number 19 now and verse number four it says but he himself watch this went a day's journey into the wilderness he came and he sat down under a Jupiter tree and he requested for himself that he might die and said it is enough now oh Lord take away my life for I am not better than my fathers now the place of the Jupiter tree is a place of healing it's a place of purification it's a place of uh, cleansing it's a place where the soul can commune with God right now we need to be at a place where we can sit down and begin to commune with God because we need healing Our nation needs healing. Our world needs healing. We need healing as the body of Christ. We need cleansing. Amen. And we need healing. Amen. We need to learn to commune with God. But see, all these things are not happening just yet. Not happening just yet. And thank you, Holy Spirit. I believe that the other hurricane that's coming was called L- L- Lee. And I believe when that's looked up, that means uh, a place of refuge or a place of shelter. So that means God says, okay, even though Lee may not come and affect you directly, I'm giving you a time to repent. I'm giving you the time to, to come to a place you acknowledge who he is. Not who man is, but who God is. Amen? And how how can, and if, if Maria comes, coming along the same path that has already came, some of them the islands are completely annihilated. It's just like a war zone. So what is it going to tie up? It might just be coming for, as Dr. Manley uh, said on Wednesday, it might be just coming for some lives. So we have to be very careful because, see, when God brings a word, we have to make sure we prepare. We have to make sure that, that in, a, in the time of our waiting and, 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 and being thankful and being grateful that we begin to fill our souls and our spirits with the word of God. Amen. But Revelation says out of everything and all that took place, they still did not repent. That's the word of God. That's the word. That's the word. You know? Okay, now let's go back to 1 Kings chapter number 19. 1 Kings chapter number 19. We're going to look at verse uh, number 6. Verse number 6, 1 Kings chapter number 19. Now verse 6 says Still talking about Elijah here in, in, in the natural. In, in the natural now, well, he's encountering an angel. He tells him to arise and eat. Now I thought that was unusual. If I'm without strength, why would he tell me to get up and eat? You would think I would eat first in order to get the strength, right? Yeah, yeah you would just think about that now. If you normally when we want some strength, we either we get some water or we will eat, right? But he's saying, get up, reposition, arise. That means remove from the condition of the position that you're in, then you could eat because what he wants to feed us. Oh, I hear you, Holy Spirit. What he wants to feed us is that, that that manna from heaven. Amen? He wants to give us that, that food that, that, that angels can minister to us. He wants to give us that food that comes from his word, that's anointed, that break yokes. That's what he wants to give us. So we can't remain in the same state or the same condition we're in and receive the word of God. Amen? Can't do it. So, so now he's saying, he said, listen, you get up, reposition yourselves. Now, the body of Christ needs to reposition themselves. We need to get in line. Amen. We just need to get in line. You know, you know cut and dried. we just need to get in line. We need to get in line. Now, I'm not talking about the world because the world is already out of line. The world is not looking to get in line. Amen. But the body of Christ you are the light, we are the light of the what, the world, not the light to a nation, not a light to America, but we are a light to the world. The body of Christ is a light uh, to the world, so and so often we've taken our light and we've hit it on a, on a bushel. I mean, if somebody needs help, if your light not shining, they can't get help. amen. You know we are those, uh, and, and I collect these. We're those those lighthouses, amen. Where where if a ship is a w- ways way away, or uh, as for its people, when they are far away from God, they can see our light and find themselves coming to the light, and that light is Jesus Christ, amen. Now we're not talking about the, we be we, even though God says we are the light of the world, the light that shines on the inside of us is Jesus Christ. We're trying to point people to the light, amen. And so th- that's that's very important. It's very important. So here he is in verse number six, First Kings chapter number nineteen. He says, "And he looked, and behold, there was a cake." In other words, now you got to re- once you reposition yourself, that means your sight, your vision is going to be different. He says, "And he looked, because before he didn't see it. And he looked, and behold, there was a cake." bacon on the coals, and a, and a cruise of water at his head. And he did eat, that's obedience, obedience. And he did eat and drink and laid him down again. In other words, God says after every victory, after every battle you've, you've fought in and has obtained the victory, you've got to replenish yourself. You've got to replenish yourself. You cannot go to the next battle because there will be another battle. And you cannot go not being replenished. Amen. You, that's why he says you've got to lay down. You've got to be in the presence of God. And you've got to receive the word of God to get that nourishment that you need. Because, see, these battles are not in the natural. The battles that we fight, they are in, in the spiritual. These are spiritual battles. Well, the Bible says we do not fight against flesh and blood. We, see that? That's the problem. Man fight against man, amen. But that's going against the, against the word. God's word says we don't fight against flesh and blood. We fight against principalities, rulers of darkness. We fight against Satan. That's who we fight. We're fighting. Somebody said, "Well, yeah, it's all about my, it, it's, it's self." Yeah, yeah. Satan got the devil on the inside. Hello, amen, amen. We we fight against principalities. No, it says the rules of darkness in high places. Now, we got to understand why we need the spirit of food. You can't fight the enemy in the natural. You can't fight the enemy with, with our word. We can't do that. But we can fight him with the word of God. But you got to have something in your reservoir, amen, you got to have something in You can't take nothing out. it. you don't put no water in, in the glass, you can turn up an empty glass all day long, and you're not going to get no water, right, to make it plain. Amen. So sometimes we have to just get elementary. Amen. If you don't put no water, amen, in your cup, you can turn it up all day long, and you still won't get nothing to drink. That, that's just how it is. It the same way in the spiritual. If you don't put the Word of God within our vessels, in our temples, when time to, to you're going into battle against the enemy, when you get ready to pull some stuff out, you can't pull nothing out because nothing is in. What do they say? Well, who, I don't know the prophet, whoever he, I can't call him a prophet, but that man that said, nothing from nothing leaves nothing. I think that's the one that was selling them handkerchiefs and trying to get your money. I believe that's who it was. Ike, Reverend Ike, I believe that's it. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing, amen, nothing. And that's right. If you don't have no spiritual word in you, amen, when you, when you get ready to go into battle and you're looking for a victory and you reach down and you haven't put nothing in, well, nothing from nothing leaves nothing. You're going to lose, amen, because we do lose battles, right? I, hey, I have, maybe somebody in here might be perfect, I don't know, but I've lost some battles, But I've won some, too. Amen. (laughs) Been victorious. Amen. But the Holy Spirit is teaching us that we got to understand Satan, he's got a powerful roar. The Bible says he ain't nothing but a roaring lion. That's all he is. He don't have no bite. He don't have no bite. I mean, he just roars a lot and we get afraid of him. But yet we're supposed to be carrying God on the inside, the king of kings and the lords of lords, (laughs) the almighty Now, we need to be chasing the enemy, the enemy not chasing us, right? Amen. A time of refreshing. Make sure we begin to to lie down in the presence of God. Amen. Lie down in the presence of God. Amen. Now, verse number 6, we talked about he, he looks up and he has to be replenished. He only eats that one time, but he lays back down, which means he's really, really tired. How many know depression will tire you? Anybody been through depression before? <laughs> See, he was at a, had been in a state of depression. He had been on the run. When we run from, 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 the, from the, the will of God, the duties of God, and the things of God, and who God calls for us to be, then we can become so depressed because we've got we a mixed up mind. So here he is. He's depressed. So even though sometimes when we take in, that, that very well may not be enough. That's why we say you go back and you listen to that word over again. You, you, you go back every day, every day of our lives, every morning, afternoon, whichever you prefer, begin to get in that word of God. Because one time just on Sundays is not enough. Amen. Amen. You got to feed your, do you not eat in the natural every day? Thank you, Holy Spirit. I, I love you for that. Do you not eat in the natural every day? Amen. So if you need it in a natural every day, and it is supposed to sustain your physical body, what about your spiritual body? So you've got to feed your spiritual body every day, every day. We can't miss a meal when it comes down to our spiritual body, our spiritual temple. We've got to eat the Word of God every single day. And as long as he tells you to eat, you've got to keep on eating. Amen. Hey, don't say, oh, God, I had enough. No, he may not be through talking. Have you ever been to a place where you started reading the Word of God and, and it seemed like it's been some time as you sit down in the presence of God and you're ready to get up and do something else? Oh, ain't nobody been there beside me. I've, I'm sorry, I've been there. I'm like, God, wait a minute. messed around the devil and took my eyes up to the clock. And I've been sitting there an hour and a half, two hours. Oh, it's time for me to go, Lord, I got to get up. But he's not done talking. God is not done revealing. That's why the storms will keep coming back to back. He's not done yet because man is not hearing. Amen. He is not. God is not done. If I have to repeat myself, God is not done yet. He's not done. And the reason why he is not done is because mankind is not hearing. Once we, once we get over the hump, y'all know how it is. You know when God brings you through one thing. God, if you, I tell you, Lord, if, if if you just get me out of this, I promise you, I won't do it again. Anybody been there? Amen. But no, it's a lie straight from hell. Our flesh will have us say anything. It will, and uh, just just get me out of this one, Lord. I promise you, I promise you, I won't do it. And just as soon as it seemed like smooth sailing, here we go again. Amen. So then, God got to bring up another battle. Amen. Because we, mankind has a tendency not to listen. We sleep. We, 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 we sleep. We go to sleep. Now, okay, now he's, he's replenished himself. He has to, we have to replenish ourselves after every victorious battle. Amen? Because victorious battles take more strength than regular battles. You can have a regular little, little small battles. But when you got, God got a plan for your life, you can expect some major battle, uh, battles to take place in your life. Now, look at verse number seven. Verse number seven. Verse number seven says, And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat because the journey is too great for thee. Some battles are really tough, but that means you got to continue feeding yourself, strengthen yourself with the Word of God, prayer, meditation, all those things that will cause us to be strengthened for the next battle because every battle is not the same and every victory is not the same. Amen. So he tells him now, he said, the journey, life is a journey, life, (laughs) life is a journey life has many battles life has many victories but only way we're going to survive we have to continue to replenish ourselves amen amen Amen. got to replenish now now verse number eight says in first king chapter number 19 verse 8 says here comes obedience and he arose and he did eat and drink and he went in that strength of that meat Forty days and forty nights until Horeb, Mount Harp, uh, Mount Sinai, the Mount of God. Now, now, he's he's gotten to the Mount of God. God has feed, fed him, and and with we, we, we that spiritual strength, we, in other words, he had reached that level where he's ready for the next battle. When we replenish ourselves with meditation, prayer, the word of God, love, kindness, and all those good things, then we're we're ready for the next battle because we've got to get some spiritual strength. Most most Christians don't have spiritual strength. They lay down at everything. Amen. The the first um, encounter we have with the enemy, and it appears to be tough, we lay down on God. God, I just don't know. Yeah, God has already told us in the book. We just don't follow the book. Amen. It's, it's 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 typical. We do not follow what God's word says. So after the continuing of of replenishing ourselves, then he he comes into a place of obedience. Now we're ready for the next battle. But the next battle uh, and prayerfully the next victory, it's going to be a whole lot greater than the one we just came out of. Yeah. Amen. But hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Amen. It's going to be a whole lot greater, a, a greater magnitude than what we just came out of. But if you don't replenish yourself, we're going to lose another battle. We're going to lose another battle. We're going to lose another battle. Now, verse, he, he, verse 8 says, watch this. You know, God can talk and we can do some stupid stuff. (laughs) Amen. God can talk and we can do some stupid stuff. Now, verse number 9 says, And he came thither unto a cave. After God replenished him, he lays down, brings him out of that place, we think, out of that place of depression. He replenishes him. He replenishes us. Now, after he's eaten all the spirit of food, Verse number 9 says, He came thither unto a cave, and he lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? After all God told him to do, he obeys, he goes to a cave. In other words, he resorts back to darkness. When you think about a cave, a cave is dark. You go in there, ain't no light in the cave. So he resorts back to darkness. And then what God said, God said, I don't care where you go, I'll find you. He said, you can go to the highest mountain. He said, you can go down to hell. He said, but I'm, I'm there too. So he says to Elijah, the, 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 the am I God within us, you know, the spirit of God that's put that's on that, that, uh, the, the high part of us, the high part of, uh, of man. Uh, he said, now what are you doing here? What are you still hiding for? He is still hearing the voice of the enemy after hearing the voice of God. Anybody been there? Hello. Been there too. God then told us he would take care of us. God told us he will provide for us. And just as soon as our two nickels and a dime looks like a penny, can I put it that way? That's that plain, right? Just as soon as our two nickels and a dime, because we danced over the two nickels and a dime, when it begins to look at a, like a penny, then we could, oh, oh, God, what am I going to do? And God had already told you, I'm going to provide for you. I, I, I've got provision. i made provision. He said, trust me. I got it. Trust me. He said, I got it. You know, God's timing is not like our timing. What the old folks say, he may not come when you want him. But he's always on time. At the very moment we think he's not going to show up, that's when he steps up. He shows up in our situation just to show us and prove to us he's God and he will do what he says. Whatever he promised us, God said, I'm going to do that for you. You just got to trust me. But do not resort back to your darkness. He shows up. And I said, what are you doing here, man? What are you doing here? i called you. i I fed you. What? are you doing here now here come the pity party let's drop down to verse number 14 I don't want to deal with the hurricane and I mean the earthquake and, and the fire and the wind and all that no let's drop down hasten for time thank you Holy Spirit drop down to verse number 14 verse 14 says and he said he's talking to God now you know how we talk to God and he said I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant. But he's on the one from the devil. Now he's talking about somebody else. Y'all see that? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, slain thy prophets with the sword, and I even I alone am left. Ain't nobody serving God but me. Ain't nobody right but me. And they seek my life to take it away. He's having a pity party. God, ain't nobody standing but me. You know, ain't nobody that's serving you, God, but me. No. God said, I got 7,000 that hadn't even bowed to the enemy according to his word. I mean, there are people out there that is still serving God. They might be in, might be few in number sometimes. But there are people out there are all around the world that is still serving God. So we need to take away our excuses not doing what God has called for us to do. He's having a pity party. Anybody had pity parties before? Amen. We've all had them. And if we sit up here like we had not had a pity party, the devil is a stinking lie. Amen. We've all had pity parties. Amen. You know, God, anybody say, I'm the only one doing right. Wait a minute. Let God open up your closet and let's see what skeletons is up in there. Amen amen because when the door is when you put your hand on that knob and you open that door I will guarantee you there's not an individual nowhere in this world that does not have some skeletons in their closet amen but the problem is we keep our door shut and we look at somebody else's door so that means we can't see our own skeleton we forget about them but we still do them amen the Holy Ghost knows, Amen. There's nothing wrong with God's eyes. He says, "His eyes is everywhere," Amen. So, so He's having a pity party. He said, "Well, listen, God, I'm the only one left. I'm the only one doing right." No, no, we all doing some stuff that's not that's contrary to the will of God, Amen. Hey, hey we all doing something. You know, I had a, a pinpoint. Just, I had a conversation um, a few weeks ago with a young lady, and I found it ironic that that there was. They were always so holy and and, and did everything right. But in the midst of our conversation, she knew everybody's business. Wait a minute, God. I'm like, hold up. How is it that you read the same Bible I do and God tells us we're supposed to build up one another, but yet I'm hearing... You know, this person, you know, this is going on in their house, and this person's. this is what happened to this person, and, and, and you know, you know, the husband and wife are not together with this person's house, and, you know, and, and, and this person's got, you know, that children got babies. I'm like, wait a minute, how you knew all this stuff? You must have been walking in the line with the gossipers. Listen, the gospel going to hell too, just like the adulterer. Just like anything else that's outside the will of God, it's going to hell too. So, how can you, how, can mankind who calls themselves saints of God can, can begin to tell about everybody else's business? But what about your door? What about your closet? What you got in your closet? But you're going to tell me everybody else's business. Oh, no. And I'm like, excuse me. I said, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, but God is a good God. I said, we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Hey, you, you, you can't go there. Amen. And and I'm like, I, I just couldn't believe because they were like holy than thou. And when you open the door to their closet, oh, they had some skeletons too. They just thought they were hid. But they were not hid. Amen. They had some too. Amen. But the audacity, the audacity to talk against somebody else, whether they're present in the house of God with us or whether they're somewhere else, that's not my business. It takes me all day long to take care of Brenda. Amen. And I need help taking care of Brenda. Amen. Amen. Can we get real in the house? The devil is alive. I plan to be with the master when he comes. And he's soon coming. Okay, let's get back. Let's get back. Now, he's, he's saying, verse number 14 now. Well, 15. 15. Verse 15. Now, watch verse 15. And this is probably the last. Verse because I missed the verse we skipped, but it's okay. This is probably going to be the last verse. Now, verse 15 is the key. Now, after God's talking to him, he goes through the depression. He goes through the depression. He goes back to that darkness, even after replenishing himself. He hides himself in a cave. God calls him out. So, what you doing here? Then he wants to give God this excuse where everybody, I'm on the run because of anybody, you know, I, I do this because of somebody else. I don't go to the church over there because they ain't right. Well, you are not nowhere. What, make, what does that make you? Amen. Amen. What does that make you? So, so here he is. Watch what God says. This is why God said to me, Brendan, you got to bring this word today because v- verse 15 and earth everything is happening. You know, come, come down to Hosea, Lee, and Maria. God says, listen, this is what's going to t- go down. It's going to get rough, even rougher. Now, Verse 15 says, God gives him more instructions. He's been on a run because heard the enemy, heard the voice, the roaring of the enemy, and he takes off and he runs. Anybody have ever ran from a challenge before? Even that word Maria also means challenge, a challenge to itself. <laughs> so there's a whole lot into that. Now, 15 says, and the Lord said unto him, watch what he says, Go. What's that next word? And do what? Return. We missed the word. And the Lord said unto him, go return on the way to the wilderness of Damascus, and when thou comest, anoint Hazael to be king over Syria. What does all that mean? God tells him, you go back. You return, and you face that giant. In the very beginning now, it was the spirit of Ahab, the spirit of Jezebel, that, that ruling spirit of self and that unbridled passion and desire that came up against the spirit of God on the inside. So God said, now listen, I fed you. Now it's time for you to go back and face the giant." You face that Jezebel spirit, that unbridled uh, passion, unruling passion that's on the inside, and that Ahab spirit, self-ruling, because it's a chunk, it's weak. You face them, I'm sending you back. And the reason why I'm sending you back, there's some things I want you to do along the way. See, God will prepare you for his sin, go back, I'm going to return, I'm going to send you back. God said, I'm sending more hurricanes back this way because of the fact there's some things that have to be set in order. Watch the scripture. Now, verse 15, the word Damascus. He tells him, on the way to the wilderness of Damascus. Then he tells him to anoint something. Now, the word Damascus, that means to be alert. Now, while we're on our journey now, on our way back, God says, first thing I need you to do, I need you to wake up. I need you to be alert. Because God is speaking, and God is revealing what's going on, but people are not hearing. He said, I, first of all, I need you to be alert. The next thing is, he said, I want you to anoint Hazael. Now, that word there means restoring of the order. God says, now, and when you become alert, now it has to be time of restoring of the order. Order has to be restored. When it comes down to the body of Christ, when it comes down to our nation, when it comes down to the global world, order has to be restored. And the first thing at the head of the agenda that has been at the end of the agenda is God himself. That's the problem with not only our nation, but with the global world, is that we put God on the back burner. God said, I'm coming back. This time it's going to be even greater. It's going to be even greater maria is a broadcast as broadcast as being even that much larger and we thought that was large than armor he says it's that's going to be even bigger god says order has to be restored to the land first thing of the order the kingdom the kingdom the kingdom has to be restored. The kingdom within us. God says, you know, the kingdom of God is on the inside of us. Not something like some physical building or something. you can go. I'm going to go take it by force. No, you take what's on the inside of you that's out of order and put it in order. That's what God is saying. See, he says, order has to be restored. He said, once you restore order, he said, confusion. The world is so confused the body of Christ is so confused that it just don't make no sense. Everything is wrong, it's called right. Right is called wrong. You, you know, you, you can't say anything. One minute it's just freedom of speech. You can say whatever you want to, but that depends on who you are. Amen. You said the wrong thing at the wrong time to the wrong people, and you can forget about this freedom of speech Amen. because then you don't have no freedom of speech because you're going to end up in jail. But what about freedom of speech? No, it depends on who applying to. <laughs> Amen. 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 You you, you need to understand that. It just depends on who is applying to Because you start running off of the mouth and saying, oh, I can say this. Well, you must find yourself in jail. Or you may find the FBI at your house. Amen. You got to be careful what you say. Words are powerful. Words are creative. In each one of us, we have creative power through the words that we say. The Bible says uh, um, life, life and death, or death and life is in the power of the tongue. We can speak death to our own life, death to our own situation. What about I start speaking life? Speak life. Yeah, I'm going I'm, to I'm, I'm, I'm move up in God. God's going to fill me with his word. I'm going to receive God's word. You know, I'm going to begin to operate in the supernatural power that God has given me. Begin to speak life. Stop speaking death. He doesn't speak, speak life, speak life. But he said order has to be restored. Confusion has to be restored. And then the Bible goes on to say, he says, you're going to anoint it to be king over Syria. Uh, So he said that's got to be a consecration. One last scripture, 1 Peter chapter 5. And we're out of here. 1 Peter chapter number 5. 1 Peter chapter number 5. Verse number 8. 1 Peter chapter number 5. Verse number 8. It says this, be sober, be vigilant. In other words, God says, I need you to be alert. I need you to be alert. Because, see, we're the voices for God in the earth. We're the mouthpieces for God in the earth. So we've got to be alert and not only alert, alert to hear what God is saying, then alert enough to speak what God is saying to us, and then understand, okay, i got to walk in what God is saying. He says, be sober, be vigilant, watch this, because your adversary, who? The devil. He says, your enemy, your adversary is the devil, so you need to be alert. That's who got you on the run. He just saw. She didn't show up. He just saw it. He visioned it in his Mind, We vision things in our mind. Oh, it's going to be awful in my house. I can't do this. I, I, I just don't have. We, we vision something that's not there. And the enemy will put us on the run. He says, now be vigilant because the adversary, the devil, the devil, I can't emphasize this enough. He is real. The Bible talks about the devil. We can't move him. Out. Yeah, self." Sometimes the devil get up himself, amen. But there is an arch enemy that we are fighting on a spiritual level. We fight, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. We fight battles on a the, on the natural low plane. No, God said, uh-uh. you got to fight the enemy, which is Satan. you got to fight him with this, on the spiritual level because you got to have God because you can't fight Satan uh, on the natural level. He's a spirit. He's a spirit, and you gotta fight him with the spirit of God. He says, the adversary, because your adversary, he gives a reason, the devil, watch what he says. As he ain't got no power. As, but yet he does have power because he got enough power to make us go on and run. Amen. He says, as a roaring lion, he's walking about seeking whom he may what? Devour. He walking. Even now he's walking. He's walking up and down. I wonder who, did, who didn't hear the words. Let me, let me see who didn't take it in. Let me see who got a little crack still left open. I'm, let me see who, who decided they weren't going to hear that. He said, well, that's the house I'm going in. He walking. He, do you think he has a purpose for walking, not walking? He's walking. His purpose is to devour the people of God. That's his plan. That is is Satan's purpose, is to destroy the people of God. He puts us on the run, But God says it's a time of refreshing. It's a time of refreshing. Amen? A time of refreshing. Let's get refreshed for the next battle. Because he's going to send you back now. He's going to send you back. you got to deal with them demons. He's going to send you back. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. We just think we praise God for his word. We praise the Lord for his word. We praise him. We, we glorify him. We just praise God for his word.